Good morning and welcome. This is the podcast recording for May 24th, 2020 at the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and I am really glad you're joining us this morning. Tomorrow is Memorial Day, so please take a few moments to praise God for the many men and women who laid down their lives so that we might worship our God in spirit and in truth in this free country. Also, would you please pray for us as a session, as as elders of and leaders of your church, of our church, we're meeting together this Tuesday evening, and as we navigate these waters, we need wisdom, we need guidance. Would you also join with me in praising God for the unity of the church, the capital C church in the city of Costa Mesa? I'm particularly impressed with our city manager, a woman who fears and loves God deeply and richly. Now, for our call to worship this morning, we look to Psalm 68, where the psalmist writes, May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. Let us worship the Lord this morning.
good morning. As some of you know, yesterday was my birthday. What can you tell me about birthdays? That's right. We eat cake and ice cream and we get to see our friends and family. And maybe if you're celebrating your birthday in these days, you get to wave at them as they drive by. And in celebration, we get to wear fun hats, blow or honk horns, and we get presents. And we look forward to receiving presents, don't we? What kinds of things do you get on your birthday? Well, I hope that all of you get what you want on your birthday. See, when we believe in God, we receive the best gift that we can ever receive, and that's the gift of Jesus Christ. And when it's our friend's birthday, we give them gifts. And as you give gifts to others, be sure that you don't forget a very important person whose birthday is Christmas, Jesus. He doesn't want the kind of gifts that we want, like toys or clothes. These toys and clothes are nice for a while, but we outgrow clothes and some toys we stop playing with. Instead, Jesus wants most of all to be a part of your life. He wants to be in your heart. Of all the things in the world that you could give to Jesus, the best gift that you can give him is what? You. The best gift that you can ever give Jesus is your heart. Pray with me. Almighty Father, we thank you for birthdays. They teach us about being special and loved. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. When we pass through deep waters or go through times of fiery trial, the Lord our God is with us. With confidence in God, our Creator and Redeemer, let us confess our sin. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open to us a future in which we can be changed and grant us grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image. Through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. By the grace of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close, and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Sing it. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. 
from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. In the sky with stars in the void of the night He spoke into the darkness and created the light Judgment and wrath he poured out on Sodom Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross I hope that you have not too quickly forgotten That our God is an awesome God Come on! Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above With wisdom, power, and love Our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above With wisdom, power, and love our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Lift your voices. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. As we continue our series in the Acts of the Apostles, I'd like to point out that this is almost in real time, 2,020 years ago. It starts in chapter 1, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then it moves to the ascension of Jesus, which just occurred last Thursday. And now... We are in the section titled Matthias, Chosen to Replace Judas. We pick up our reading in Acts chapter 1, verse 15. Remember, this is our story. This is our origin story. It reads like this. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers Together, the crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle 
and all his bowels gushed out. This became known to all of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his homestead become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it, and let another take his position of overseer. So, one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two. Joseph, called Barsabbas, who is also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter starts his sermon in this text with brothers. Some translations say friends. I liked how one commentator put it. He said it, family, family. He gathers the 120 and he, and he talks to them. He stands up and he leads. He stands up in the middle of them, you know, from amongst them. He's a player coach, you might, you might say. And I would title his sermon, Judas Should Be Replaced. And he starts with why. Why should Judas be replaced? And he says, scripture foretold it. And he also says, Jesus picked the 12. He says, be like Jesus. Um, notice he's also alluding to Jesus picked the 12 to be the 12 heads of the new Israel. Like the 12 tribes of Israel, the old Israel, the people of God, the kingdom of God. Now there's a new kingdom that's been ushered in. And one of the tribe heads is gone. Betrayed. And there's a parenthesis. Our author Luke just gives the quick recap of Judas. And notice, it's a lot darker than anyone expected. One of the twelve betrayed Jesus. Now they're sitting in a room and they're waiting for the power. And I imagine they're asking, is it supposed to look like this? Brothers and sisters, you ever notice it never looks like you think it's going to, right? I'd like to point out, this is a lot like us in the middle of this season, this COVID-19 pandemic. They, like us, 
are asking, now what? Now what do we do? And I'm sure there's fear. And I'm sure there's worry. And I'm sure there's loss. A lot of pain. Judas was a good friend. And now he has betrayed Jesus, our Messiah. And he needs to be replaced. N.T. Wright says, The idea of God's providence still at work, even though things may seem sad and dark, is extremely important. If we were all together, I would say amen, and I would probably hear a lot of amens. Well, probably I'd first hear John M. Amen, and then some of you others would chime in. But did you hear that? The idea of God's providence still at work, even though things may seem sad and dark, and sure, they seem sad and dark right now. It's extremely important. And then Peter continues his sermon, and he picks up his why number one, why Judas needs to be replaced. And he also adds, this is our transition to how. How are we supposed to replace Judas? And he says, Scripture. And he quotes two Royal Psalms, Psalm 69 and Psalm 109. And we as listeners pause. These are not only how to pick new apostle. These are steps for us today. These are steps for us to answer the question, now what do we do? As this pandemic spreads across the globe and we're in our 10th or 11th week, I don't even know, week of not being together, what do we do? How do we do this? It's our number one. We go to Scripture. We go to Scripture. What's our number two? His number two, Peter, in his sermon, his number two is also a requirement for being an apostle. And it's it's what we do. We go to Scripture and we do what Jesus said to do. And we are witnesses to his resurrection. What's the requirement for being this apostle that replaces Judas? They have to be a part of Jesus' ministry. They have to be, they have to have had been with him from the beginning. But more importantly, they have to be a witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. N.T. Wright says, The resurrection defines the church. From that day to this, the church is either the movement which announces God's new creation or it is just another irrelevant sect. We are resurrection people, ladies and gentlemen. We are Easter people. What do we do? 
we bear witness to the resurrection of our Lord. Then they choose Joseph, also called Barsabbas, also called Justice. That guy's got plenty of names. And then Matthias, those are the two that are up up to be candidates for replacing Judas. I just like to pause. I love the the idea of Sabbath. And Barsabbas is means son of Sabbath. Um, I'd also just like to note this these are both just tangents. Um both of these men mentioned are never mentioned again. Some people's role is to be off the stage. You know, Matthias and Barsabbas, they're never mentioned again, but they're a part of the story. These are the men that are, tend to be my favorite little characters in both the story of Luke and Acts and in life. I love those folks that just do it. They don't seek the limelight. They simply are faithful. Back to the sermon of Peter's, his how number three. Then they prayed. They prayed. When all else fails, you talk to God. You pray. Notice the words of their prayer. There's two simple things. One, you know our hearts, Lord. This is verse 24. You know our hearts, Lord. God is sovereign. John Piper came out with a book. Well, there's a couple there's a couple people that have come out with books about COVID-19. First, I'm just super impressed that they could write a book and get it published. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And second, it's excellent. It's it's good that our theologians are stepping up to the plate and giving us words to help us decipher what's going on. But Piper's book is called Christ in COVID. And in it is a chapter called Bitter Providence. And his, his this Christ in COVID book by John Piper is all about the sovereignty of God. And he labels the time that we're in as, as one of bitter providence. He quotes Ruth and where Naomi, Naomi, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but Naomi had two sons and a husband. And the husband dies, the two sons die, and she's left with these two daughter-in-laws. And she turns to Ruth and she says, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full. But the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. You can just feel the anguish of Naomi as she's saying to her daughters-in-law, 
my name has been changed. This is so bitter. This is so hard. It's interesting in the rest of the book, Ruth, they never refer to her as Mara. <laughs> she, her feelings are, she feels like the Lord has left her. And there's this bitterness. But the fact that they keep her name as Naomi throughout the rest of the narrative points to the truth that none of this surprises God. God is in control. You know our hearts, O Lord. In the second part of the prayer, show us. In Peter's case, show us which one. Show us which apostle is supposed to replace Judas. In our case, show us what to do, Lord. That's one of the most honest and simple prayers you can find in all of the world. Recognize God knows your heart. Ask God to show you what to do. How? Number four. They cast lots. They cast lots. They draw straws. They basically roll the dice. I'm with my friend Brian Eckelman, who's a pastor. I used to work with him in San Antonio, and then I later worked with him at St. Andrews. He's still over at St. Andrews. And I remember him teaching a study on this on this text, and he pointed out the fact that sometimes Scripture shows us what not to do, <laughs> shows us how things are rather than how they should be. Um, this is the time between Jesus' ascension and the delivery of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, which is coming up next week. And we see them. We see them casting lots. And yes, it's, they, were cast, they cast lots all throughout the Old Testament. So that's how it was done. And God chose Matthias through casting of lots. I have no doubt in my mind. But I think Luke includes it in the story and we hear it loud and clear as a stark contrast. A stark contrast between how it was and how it is now. Before the Holy Spirit, it was a darker time. We turn the next page. We turn to chapter 2, which we'll be looking at next week in Pentecost happens And after that, lots are never drawn again. Our number four is to listen for the Holy Spirit and do what she says. Our applications this week. We answer the question, what now? We're pretty much in the same spot as the the apostles. We're pretty much where we never thought we'd be. Like I said last week, May 20th was the day I, I, I had I preached at my previous job. I was at working as the men's pastor of Northeast of the Well. And I'd worked a long, long day. And I walked into our apartment down in South County. And at 9.35 p.m. on May 20th, 
we received the call from the search committee of PCC. If you would have said next year at this time a pandemic would hit the earth and we wouldn't be gathering together you would be the head pastor of PCC which you just found out but PCC is not going to look anything like what you think it's going to look like so I'm honestly asking this text and asking God through this text what now what do we do Peter lays it out for us. He lays it out for us in how he chooses the disciple or the apostle to replace Judas with. But he also lays out a solid game plan for us this week. What now? What do we do? We do what Jesus said. We do what Jesus said and did. We love God and we love others. If you got spare time, pick up the, a copy of the book Jesus Creed and it just goes about that's, that's what Jesus Creed is. The Jesus Creed is in this author's opinion. Love God, love others. It's also the beginning of the Shema. What else do we do? We gather together. We may not be able to physically gather together for a little bit longer. Make sure you're on one of these Zoom meetings. Show up to one of my men's Bible studies. Show up on one of these Zooms for the women's Bible studies. Show up to these flocks. We, we've broken up our church into these flocks. Our deacons are each over a flock and they all meet together on Zoom sometime on Sunday. If you're not a part of them, email me. Jason at PCCOV. Dot net pccov.net pcov not net or pcov.net I'll get you in one of these Zoom meetings call one another email one another do one of these drive by there's a bunch of these drive by birthday parties that are happening we need to gather together in any way, shape, or form that we can. Go to Scripture. Go to Scripture for comfort. Go to Scripture for perspective. Go to Scripture and meet Naomi in her bitter providence. Read that book of Ruth. Pray. Rest in God's sovereignty. That kind of goes hand in hand with the scripture, right? As we read God's word, we start to see perspective and we start to see that this isn't the first rodeo that's ever happened. This isn't the first tragedy. This isn't this isn't even close to some of the persecution we're about to read if you keep on reading in Acts. Resting God's sovereignty, knowing that he's in control of it all. Honestly ask God, Gil Keller, as part of our men's Bible study earlier this week, he said something very deep, very profound. He said, God wants to hear from us. 
I think that's one of the most true things I've heard in a long time. Talk to God. Ask Him, what now? And we listen. We listen for the Holy Spirit. We listen to the Holy Spirit. And we do what she says. Amen. As we continue in worship, I'd like to give you the update. We didn't do a counting of the gifts last week, so there were two weeks worth in the P.O. box this, this Wednesday. And our total was $14,915. God is continuing to provide for us abundantly. Let's return thanks by giving our tithes and our offerings. Please send all tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92648.
Our Lord reminds us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we need you. Oh, how we need you. Eleven Sundays we've been apart from one another. Sheltering in place to stay safe has made our souls weary. Will we ever feel normal again? What does normal even look like anymore? We lift our eyes up to the mountains. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. When we find it difficult to thank you, Lord, remind us of the countless blessings we have even now. The mercy of a father who will never leave or forsake us. The kindness of strangers doing our shopping and delivering our food. The love of our pastor that prays for each one of us by name. The freedom we cherish as a result of the selfless sacrifice by our men and women in uniform. May their memory and their sacrifice remind us never, never to squander the freedom they gave up their lives for. The news reports continue to make us anxious. We worry about the future. We worry about our finances. We worry about our health and well-being. Calm our fears, O Lord. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We pray for those who are suffering from the virus. May your healing touch restore their health. We pray for those caring for the ill, nurses and doctors in hospitals, family and caregivers in homes. Surround them with your protection and give them the stamina they need to persevere. We pray for those unemployed, underemployed, or anxious about their finances. Restore what the locusts have devoured and safely accelerate the world economy. We pray for those who are relentlessly seeking a vaccine. Give them wisdom and discernment and quicken the process for a safe and readily available vaccine soon. We pray for all who continue to work and serve us. May our gratitude and your grace rest upon each one. In this time of sheltering, Lord, Teach us to quiet our souls and find rest in you. Teach us to be still and know that you are God. To be still and know you. To be still. To be. We lift up the silent prayers in our hearts to you. And we continue praying as you taught your disciples to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now, and forevermore. Amen.